The righteous care for the needs of their animals. Proverbs 12, 10. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week we're going to talk about my favorite thing in the world, aminals. Aminal? Animal. Animals. Pets? Pets. We're going to talk about dogs and cats, birds and snails. We're going to talk about them all. If there's one thing listeners of this show know about me, it's my great love of animals. That's why I am constantly surrounded by all God's creatures. In fact, I've got two little scamps here right now. Why don't you come on up here? A little oh, here they come. Here they come. Oh, my little scamps. My little scamps, they're so adorable. Oh, they just love to look at these two good, good, sweet boys. Look at them. I'm petting their heads. I'm giving them scratches, you little scamps. Oh, they're all over the place. Stop. <laughs> I just love my little scamps. In fact, I'm sorry that anyone listening to this can't see how much my little scamps are just all over me. You're going to have to watch this on YouTube if you want to actually see footage of my scamps. Oh, you guys got to get down now. I got to do a show. Okay, you guys go on. You go on. No, go on, you little scamps. You little... Go on. Okay, go. Okay? Bye. My little scamps. They're just... Ugh, just can't keep them off me. Gonna have to watch the video if you want to see the little scamps. Um... I can't remember what I was talking about. Pets. I love pets. Surrounded by animals. My life's a blessing of animals. So this week's book is about animals and God. And God's relation to animals? Maybe. All I know is that it made some people kind of angry uh, in the old in, in the re, in the online reviews. They so there were a few people who were not happy with this book because some people lack. They just lack. This week's book. What is it? What what are we what what even? What what is the point? Why am I even talking about animals and God? How can you talk about such things at the same time? Uh this week's book. I'm I'm buying time while I pull it up because I want it to here we go. This week's book is The Berenstain Bears Bless Our Pets by Mike Berenstain. Bless this mess no pets bless them pets bless they pets these pets we're blessing them and it's all about literally what the title says this is a definite this is definitely a brad mariska book because this is a spoiler in the title this is what happens in the book we bless our pets whose pets our pets which ones all of them are there hijinks of course is god involved actually Yes, this is the, I believe, the only religious Berenstain Bears book in which the hand of God is made explicit. And we call back to earlier books like Meet Big Pond stuff, uh, the bear's use of dark, dark magic in in uh, in their lives, because what you're what you're going to witness is essentially 
uh, th- that very thing. It's essentially uh, Preacher Brown using his wiz- wizard powers to uh, to call on the, the forces of light, I hope. Uh, certainly not the forces of, of, of wickedness. That would be... That would be bad news all around. But uh, also, we're going to have to talk... Okay, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Some of it's going to have to wait till the end. But we're, we're definitely going to talk about blessing these pets. So let's let's get started uh, into some of this hot, hot pet blessing here. So what is this book about? Like, besides blessing our pets. Um, I mean, that's... Honestly, it's really what it's about. Uh-uh. So we talked about the righteous care for the needs of the the righteous caring for the needs of their animal. That proverb, uh, proverb twelve ten. That's that's it. That's the proverb. Those two lines. No, it's not. There's actually it's actually the righteous care for the needs of their animals. The wicked, I don't remember. The wicked don't do anything at all. It's one of them like good people do. Good people drive like this, but bad people drive like this. Uh, the righteous care for the needs of their animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked. Are cruel, and so I looked up this proverb to kind of see what like the consensus was on it, because it comes in amidst a ton of other proverbs that are basically the same thing. Uh, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. The plans of the righteous are just, but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. Uh, better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. I don't; those aren't necessarily. I don't understand like the, how that kind of balance probably lost in the translation. No harm overtakes the righteous, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. So you see, it just sort of goes back and forth. A lot of uh, commentators made the point that the righteous care for the needs of their animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel is closely followed by those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies have no sense, which again, I guess that's kind of a grasshopper in the end thing. But one of the points that a lot of people made, first of all, a lot of these commentators are like, this isn't about being nice to animals, so get that out of your heads. Even though many like, animal organizations use this proverb as in like their like little mission statement or like their little heading on their websites, there's this huge contingency of, of commentators who are like, the Bible doesn't care about your pets. Nobody cares about the animals except to eat them and cut them up and make coats out of them. Like that's kind of like they they get they get rabid. Like this is one of them was like this is not the Bible's not a PETA endorser. I mean I'm not a PETA endorser either because they are very problematic. But people, I mean it's that whole protesting too much. Like there's so much going on in people's like brains when it comes to the the idea that the Bible might actually not want you to kill every animal. Because there's a, there's a there you have a huge there's like a big there's like a large. Like, a lot rests on the notion of we have dominion over everything for a lot of people. Like, anything that says we're supposed to be nice is bad. We should be allowed to destroy everything. We have dominion over the animals. I want to eat them all up. That's my impression of those people. The, uh, what was I saying? Okay, the, so it's... So it's contentious. A lot of it has to do with like the Hebrew words for like what what does it mean? Uh, what like what what's the caring for the needs of? Like some are saying it's more like rule over or but like not rule over in a cruel way, but like take care of, like uh, be in charge of. Uh, some people say you know it's not about your pets; it's about your work animals. Like you shouldn't work your animals. You need to take care of your work animals. 
the follow-up couplet is about having abundant food for working your land. If these are aimed at agricultural people, then they're going to get it like, oh, yeah, like you have you treat your animals well. But it also talks about the, the flip side is that the, the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. So they're clearly it's clearly to me about being a good like a, a kind person, which means being nice to animals. People get really up in arms. OK, and you're going to see like. There's some strong feelings about what what this book is even daring to do. Spoilers. It's daring to say people like their pets. Like, that's literally it. Like, that's, that is it. Like, the proverb that the book starts off with is like, the righteous will care for their animals. But all we really get in this book, you'll see. All we really get in this book is they have animals. People, people have animals. Like, that's it. It's a kid book for little kids, by the way. This is a child's book. So Papa goes out to get the mail, and there's a postcard in there. Uh, well, there's a, a letter, I guess. It's it's an invite, but it looks like just a large piece of paper with a couple of sentences written on it. I don't know why they had to mail it either. It It's just a piece of, like, first of all, they go to church every week. They probably should know about this. Everybody who goes to church knows about this. I don't know why the church had to spend the time and the money mailing out a single sheet of paper with two sentences on it. The sentences are blessing of the animals when Sunday, where chapel in the woods. First of all, that's the only church. If anyone else is doing blessings in town, they're going to get in trouble. Preacher Brown is having a blessing of the animals this Sunday. Uh, so Papa's like, well, you know, Preacher Brown blesses us at the end of each Sunday service. Lord bless you and keep you. He does the blessing. End of the Sunday service. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Nice blessing. And Mama says, well, in the blessing of the animals, the minister includes all our pets. And the kids are like, wait, 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 we get to bring our pets to church? And she's all, all creatures great and small. Boom! She she said the line. I'm surprised. I guess they couldn't say like the Baron. It couldn't be titled the Berenstain Bears and all creatures great and small. Because then they just think that like J James Barriott could show up. Why? He's a religious guy. I mean... That he was that's where he gets the title of his books from. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures gay and small. This was our chance, Mike, to have James Barriott show up. And you and you and you whiffed it. You whiffed it. You whiffed it. So the kids, the cubs all have like there's pet we've had a lot of pets introduced over the years, if you remember. Little Lady the dog, who's only there when you need to talk. Mention that they have a dog. Gracie, the cat, who's... Like, she comes and goes with the wind. Uh, Swish, the fish. I think we remember Swish. Then Swish die. Is that the same? That's a different Swish. Then Swish die. Or is that a different fish? I don't know. Goldfish in little bowls are basically like, I don't intend to keep this pet long. Because they hate those bowls. They're bad for them. Bad for them. And the parakeet Cutesy, who I vaguely remember. What book was Cutesy from? I don't know. They have four pets, though. A lot of pets for characters that never get mentioned, except unless they're doing a pet-focused book. 
so the pets get to go to church, which I guarantee you is exactly what pets want to do of their of their Sunday. So everyone shows up at the chapel in the woods. They're all they're showing up from all corners. And if you look at the picture here, we see we see little lady, we see we see Gracie, we see a bunny and a chick, we see a guy holding like a Persian, a white Persian cat. We see some a couple walking up with a poodle. We see a kid bringing an entire aquarium, which is pretty intense. You had to disconnect that thing from the wall and like haul it. I mean, and an entire aquarium full of water. Let's see. I, I hold on. How much? How much does an aquarium not cost? How much does an aquarium filled with water? way how much does an aquarium filled with water weigh um well a 20 gallon aquarium is gonna weigh about 225 pounds filled with water a 40 gallon aquarium it's gonna weigh about three 300 pounds now i'm looking at this kid i'm looking at the aquarium this kid is hauling around it's at least a 225 pounder this this aquarium is huge. Like it's a big aquarium. Which means that this kid unplugged his aquarium, took out the filter, took out the light, picked it up, all 220 pounds of it, and then he walked through the woods to church with it to the detriment of his fish. Like these fish, now their water is not the temperature is not regulated. It's not broom, it's not cycling in air. It's not being filtered. None of it. Now the fish are in dire straits and you're walking through the woods with a 220 pound aquarium in your arms. I can't believe your parents let you do that, kid. I don't even know who you are. So they all sit down. By the way, they are having church outdoors because obviously uh, they, they have a pulpit set up. There's folding chairs. Pets are everywhere. Dogs and cats of every shape and size. But... There's other animals as well. You got fish like Swish. You got birds like Cutesy. But there's lizards, snakes, and turtles. Even more exciting, we get an appearance by Milton Chubb. You remember Massive Milton from the Berenstain Bears Love Match, I think it was. Uh, the farm boy who smells really bad. He's really big and kind of slow, but he can wrestle. Ah, uh, just, what does he say? He's like... I know how to wrestle. I just lay down on them. I just throw my body on them. I just sort of flop on top of them. That's how I wrestle a pig. I think that's what he said. Well, I brought my cow and I brought my goat. He brought his cow and his goat. Or a calf. I guess it's a calf. It's got big horns for a calf, so I'm a little confused. But he brought this calf and he brought literally the devil to... Uh, to it's a, the devil. Like his goat is the devil. It's an evil goat. I brought my de I brought the devil to church. I thought I could get him some good Jesus in. I thought the devil could stand to learn a little bit about Jesus, and he did. He does. Uh, that is an evil, evil-looking goat. Check it out. Uh, somebody in a bowler hat brought armfuls of baby chicks or ducks or something. And there's Farmer Ben. Looks like he's got a pony. I think that's Farmer Ben. Uh, now 
we've gotten some specifics here. Uh, Barry Bruin has, it says, a few cubs had very unusual pets. Barry Bruin had a whole family of white mice. And I'm like, is that very unusual? Is white mice very unusual? Like, I don't think white mice are very unusual. They're, they're, they're probably not the top five, but I know I've had friends with mice. And then he point he picks one up and he points at it and he says, "This one's the grandpa," which, okay, Barry, like, is that a? I don't even understand. Like, is it like literally the grandfather of the other mice, or is it just Barry being weird and like random? I don't know. This one's the grandpa. I call this one grandpa. I call this one my. This one's my brother. This one's my sister. I call this one Grandma. She's my grandma, my Nina. She gave me presents. That's my impression of Barry Bruin. And then we have Susie McGrizzle, and she has a hermit crab. Now, I had a friend growing up, who I've talked about on the show before, who uh, who had a pet hermit crab when we were little. Uh, he called him Kermit the Hermit. Uh, I remember when Kermit the Hermit passed away. When hermit crabs die... And they can live a long time if you're lucky. But when hermit crabs die, uh, they die, and then they rapidly disintegrate. Like they, I just remember that his. I, mean, I was. I saw the hermit crab. It 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 was alive one day, and then a few days later, it was dead, and just rapidly falling to pieces. Like I guess the connective tissue in a hermit crab is very small, doesn't last long. It's like floating claws and stuff. It wasn't pleasant. Uh, Susie McGrizzy's. Hermit crab doesn't really look like a hermit crab. This looks like a little guy. She just looks like she has a little, a little, a little like a like a turtle, but like a skin turtle is what Susie McGrizzy has. Susie McGrizzy and her skin turtle. Uh, now cousin Fred has to show up everybody by being smart, and he has a pet spider in a jar that he has named Arachne. Uh, he says it's named Arachne after a character in Greek mythology. And Barry Bruin is actually like, what? And then it says, Cousin Fred, who liked to memorize things, started to explain, but it was time for the service to begin. But we get this beautiful mic illustration. I actually think it's a really cool illustration of, of Arachne weaving, like not like pre-spider Arachne weaving like in her toe, like all set up. I don't know. It's a, you just take a look at the illustration. It's very nice. I think it's a cool illustration. I think Mike should do a Berenstain Bears book of Greek mythology. I think that'd be pretty cool. Welcome all to the blessing of the animals. This is Preacher Brown. God blesses us every day in so many ways, and one of his blessings is the joy that pets bring to our lives. Uh, now, Preacher Brown has a great Dane named Goliath, which is quite a name for a church man to name their pet. I mean, I get that it's a great Dane, so it's very big, but also, is he going to kill it? And cut off its head because that's what happens to Goliath. I don't know if you've read the story, preacher, but Goliath doesn't come to a fitting end. I mean, maybe to a fitting end, but not to a good end. Certainly not a good end for a dog. Uh, a much smaller dog is going to grab its sling and make quick work of old Goliath. I used to have a children's book, though, a storybook of the story of David and Goliath. And I remember the picture of Goliath lying dead. He was like on his side. Well, I mean, obviously he had fallen over. And his eyes were open, and there was like this bloody hole right in the center of his forehead. Uh, what most people forget, though, is that David, like, 
uses the sling and he slings Goliath and hits him in the head and Goliath falls down. But then David takes a sword and cuts off Goliath's head. Like that's, that's how probably Goliath died was the cutting off of the head, the, the hitting in the head with the rock. Hey, Ale loses balance. Everyone lines up for their blessings and the blessing is Lord. We ask that you bless and protect this pet who gives such great joy and is cared for and loved in return. We ask this in Jesus name. One of the rare, I, you know, as well as I do, one of the weird, rare mentions of Jesus in these books. Like we don't get a whole lot of Jesus, but preacher Brown is definitely invoking the name of the, of the Jesus for the blessing of the pets. I mean, he, which he should, it's, it's his Christian church. Probably appropriate. Uh, but things are about to get run amok because I don't know if you remember the run amok. Was it run amok pet show? Run amok. Is that the one? The one about the pet show that went out, that ran amok. Uh, well, the same thing happens here. Everything was going along just fine until Goliath, named after one of the Bible's villains, Growled at Lizzie Bruin's Persian cat, Princess. Princess scratched Goliath on the nose. Goliath got loose and chased Princess up a tree. Which, okay, we still only have two pets involved. Then every pet just goes nuts. Which is kind of like in a, like an old Western when like one person would punch another person in a bar. And then everyone starts fighting. That's basically what happens here. Like they're like smashes a bottle on the table and like starts going at each other. One of the parrots gets slid across the bar top and crashes through the wall into the ladies' dressing room. Uh, dogs and cats chasing each other. Milton Chubb's goat butts Papa in the rear. Black Philip, Black Philip. Papa's not living deliciously. Chickens and ducks clucking and quacking. The geese got annoyed and started goosing everyone in sight, which means... Sticking their bills in their butts. That's how a goose gooses. A goose gooses and it's serious business. Also, we see the horse, the pony, kicking over a rabbit hutch, which is terrifying because there could be rabbits in there. Uh, Here's where the story gets absolutely nuts because Preacher Brown holds up his arms just as a golden shaft of sunlight Shone down upon him. Peace! He cried. Everyone turned to stare. The pets quieted down. Everyone returned to their seats. Then the sun went back behind a cloud and the light faded away. Wow, whispered sister to brother. Preacher Brown really has an in with you know who. And she points to the sky in case we couldn't figure it out. And then Preacher Brown draws the blessing to a close. The Bible tells us God created all the creatures of the earth and all the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea. Let us thank God for his wonderful creation, for his love of all his creatures, even the smallest and meekest. In the words of the old hymn, his eye is on the sparrow. Keep your eye on the sparrow. Keep, if you can't do the crime, don't do the time. No, uh, his eyes on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. And amen. Everyone gives each other a big hug. Everyone loves each other. It's all over. Uh, story about a blessing of the pets. The cubs and the family take their pets to the church. They get blessed. There's a little bit of hijinks, and then it's all over. The reason this book tickled me so much is because 
not, well, not just because, but one of the reasons it tickled me so much is, uh, there's a, not a lot, but there's a couple of, there's a couple of people. Oh, and it's a religious book, but there's no, uh, there's no questions at the end. There were, however, um, there was a word search in the back of this book, which I didn't, I don't know. I have it digitally, so I don't have the word search, but, uh, just assume I, I did it correctly. Just assume I know how to do a word search, I guess. Uh, but this book, there's a few reviews of people who are like, well, there's a one-star review. I'm not going to say who it's from. One star. Disappointed. This is from 2018. Disappointed. One star. And the, and the review is, we don't need to bless animals. They are innocent before God. Which is a weird thing to like lambast this book about. We don't need to bless animals. They're innocent before God. Yeah, well, it couldn't hurt. We don't need to bless cars. They're innocent, I guess. They're not even alive. But uh, people will bless anything. People bless anything. Basically, you just ask God, please take care of this. Please be nice to this thing. This anything. We don't need to bless animals. They're not blessing animals because they want them to go to heaven. They're blessing animals as a way of like thanking God. It says that at the end. Thank you, God, for loving your animals so much. Help us, you know, take care of them. Help us be good, you know, shepherds of our pets. Thank you for the it's just blessing animals. Why is it a pro- I don't understand why it's a problem. It's a church. Like, that's not what they do. You bless animals. Lord, bless and protect this pet who gives us joy. It's not even saying, like, save this pet's soul. It's just saying, just bless this pet. God, bless this pet. We asked you to bless the mess. Now bless the rest. Pet. I mean, that's that's what I, how I interpret it. Bless this pet. Uh... There's a two-star review that says, ah, there isn't really a lesson. I don't recommend it. Uh, a two-star review, the, the, the title was just, meh? They didn't like that the pet ruckus breaks out, and then they're quieted by the by the preacher yelling peace uh, and the miraculous intervention. Doesn't like the miraculous intervention of the of the preacher. But the weird one of the weird ones, see if I can... Um... I didn't like the heavenly intervention. I don't agree with having a ceremony for pets, although I do believe they are gifts from God and can be a part of our family. I don't be- I don't agree with having a ceremony. Like you don't agree, you don't agree with it. Now this one four-star reviewer says this book introduces that the church will be doing a blessing of the animals, which I thought was a fun idea, but then my mind started to question, how crazy would church be if everyone brought their pets? I know my dog would be barking and trying to get every other animal to run with her so I could imagine the chaos. But, like, that's what happens. And then she's like, yeah, and then that's what happens. So I don't I don't even know why she brought it up. I don't know. It's, any, it's weird. In any case, I don't agree with having a blessing of the animals. There shouldn't be a blessing of the animals. Shouldn't bless the pets. Um, I, I hate to mention to you, October 4th is... Uh, the Feast of St. Francis, which involves, wait for it, wait for it, 
wait for it. A blessing of animals. So it's not even like this is a weird, unusual thing. Catholicism has liturgies for the blessing of animals, highlighting creation and interdependence. Uh, United Methodists have a specific liturgy highlighting creation and mutual interdependence. And then like, like, like animal blessing ceremonies happen in Catholic and Episcopal churches. Like there's just like everyone does. That's not an unusual thing. I don't know if they all bring them to their churches, but that, that like World Animal Day, October fourth is usually like that's what happens. So generally, animals get blessed for like three basic reasons. Uh, one, because they're your pets or your companion animals, so please God take care of them. Two, they're your working animals, so please make these animals work and be productive. And three. I need to eat this animal, and by accordance with my religion, I have to bless the animal first before I slaughter it. Uh, Judaism has not just prayers for ritual slaughter, because uh, you, which you have to do in order to have kosher meat, but uh, uh, synagogues have ceremonies for the blessing of animals. Uh, and some say the idea, I'm reading this straight from the source, May the idea may have originated in ancient Judaism. Uh, it's often performed on the seventh day of Passover as a celebration of the Hebrews and their animals' emancipation from slavery. Um, many Jewish congregations schedule blessings of animals after the High Holy Days. Uh, and then some others are just sort of like intermingling with the basic Christian ceremonies. I, I take it there's not a whole lot of like formality with these. You just sort of come up with your own. I think it involves just asking God to bless those animals, please. Um, apparently, uh, the first the the first known usage uh, of the term uh, bark mitzvah comes from 1958. A bark mitzvah is a dog's coming of age. Uh, it's a pun, by the way, on Bar mitzvah. It's been used since 1958. Bar mitzvahs are sometimes held as an adjunct to the festival of Purim. And then it makes sure it notes for fun. I mean, yeah, I would think it's for fun. I wouldn't think. However, they have yarmulkes, especially for dogs. You give them to them. You have the bar mitzvah at 13 months. Uh, there's a photo on the on the Wikipedia page of a dog wearing a yarmulke and a prayer shawl uh, standing, uh, I guess, Doing the Haftorah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand. It's just a dog. It's just a dog. It's a cute dog. In any case, uh, Islam has uh, uh, prayers for ritual slaughter, blessings of animals. Just, it's all there. Uh, and then let's, okay, let's the elephant in the room, or the guy who loved elephants in the room, Saint Francis of Assisi. <laughs> Blessed the animals all the time. Like if you are in, like Saint Francis is like the animal guy shouldn't be blessings of the animals. I'm not even religious. And I'm like, yeah, there should be blessings of the animals. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Stick that bill up the butt. That was an obscene gesture I just did, but it was covered. Well, now you saw it. It was covered by the book. Being goosed by the goose. Uh, that's it. That's the Berenstain Bears Bless Our Pets. It's a fine book. It's fun and funny. If you're religious, buy it. 
the animals go to church. The animals go to church, and that's okay. It's just, it's just, it's not, there's, yes, there's no lesson in it. Be nice to your pets. Take care of your pets. It's okay to have pets. Take your pets to church if they ask. I don't know. Listen in church. Otherwise, you'll probably miss out on the blessing of animals and have to rely on snail mail in order to get the notification. I guess that's the lesson. There's no lesson. It doesn't need to be. It's a slice of life book. Here's just something that happens in bear country. They have a blessing of the animals. It's fun. Just appreciate the fun. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Appreciate the fun. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about Bless Our Pets. It's great. <laughs> it's the best book I've ever read. Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Uh, by the time by the time this when this episode drops, it's just a few days until Halloween. Hey, Phil, you didn't do a Halloween episode this year. Been doing this for eight and a half years. Grow up. Grow up. I'm not here to cater to your every whim. I'm here to bless our pets. In fact, where's my scamps? Where's my, uh, here they come. Oh, my scamps. Look at these little scamps. Look at them. Look at my little scamps. Oh, I'm gonna have to check out YouTube to see what my scamps look like. My little scamps. There they go. They're so lovely. They're so lovely, those scamps. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure and tune in to It's Del Toro Time. We're discussing some spooky stories. This week's story? Seven American Nights by Gene Wolfe. I screwed up and accidentally announced last week's story and then talked for a while about how great the author is and how we covered a movie based on a book of theirs a few years ago. Just trust me, it's going to be Seven American Nights by Gene Wolfe. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for being part of this great big bear family. Uh, keep on smiling. Keep on petting those pets. And I will see you all next time deep in bear country.